Christmas mood yes christmas is more than 10 days away but slowly as you look around prashantinalam you find so many people from different lands different cultures streaming in and as you see these people from africa from argentina from russia from middle east from canada you know that yes the festival is not many days away that is the beauty of prashantinilayam swami said this is prashantinilayam this will give you supreme peace but before you are blessed with that you will be put through that process of being rewarded with that peace you will be put to not tests but the refinement and the churning of the heart Swami says God does not put you into tests but God puts you into the fire why because out of this fire you will emerge glorified you will emerge sanctified you will emerge godly to make us good glorified and godly God puts us into the fire and prashantinilayam is one such eternal fire whoever you may be once you come into the space this place will rest only when it has purified you only when it has removed all those parts of you which are not glorious it will strive to ensure that every remnant of your past that does not take you towards prashanti is little by little annihilated the process can sometimes be painful sometimes very enjoyable it all depends on how we look at it what is our attitude when we are in the fire we can complain or we can just smile because we know that this fire is only going to make us shine brighter and take us higher this fire that is prashanti has produced so many beautiful souls and i feel it is the brightness of all these little souls who have gone through the process and emerged good glorified and godly are the people who 
are truly the recipients of prashanti in prashantinalayam we have been contemplating on one such beautiful soul in the last few episodes of outside inside deep inside the story of mr b v ramana rao who even when he was past 90 was serving in the ashram as the editor of telugu sanatana sarathi he took up this responsibility after he was 85 someone who has seen the entire journey of the sevadal movement being one of the members bhagwan personally appointed as he formed his first batch of sevadals way back in 60s over so many episodes i have shared with you many revealing moments that he has experienced in the proximity of bhagwan today we continue this journey we are now in the 70s we talked about his initial meeting with bhagwan all the transformation of a heart that happened how he traveled with swami how swami came to his house and how he was involved in so many service projects the anantpur campus the brindavan campus how he was involved with the summer course that was part of shri satyasai institute of higher learnings curriculum every year so we are now in the 70s the later half of 70s and mr raman rao narrates one very significant incident that happened shri deepala pichai shastri was a renowned poet and scholar he was the poet laureate in the court of venkatagiri maharaja the king of venkatagiri swami used to love his scholarship and bhagwan visited the town of venkatagiri every year from 1950 to 1970 almost continuously and shri deepala pichai shastri had so many opportunities of interaction with bhagwan bhagwan loved the scholar in fact shri shastri had compiled the divine discourses of bhagwan delivered in the years 1963 and 64 and published a book called vachanamrutam one day when shri shastri and mr raman rao and two others were sitting at the feet of bhagwan shri shastri mentioned to swami bhagwan in spite of my being from nellore from the district of nellore and even though i have visited chennai so many times to attend conferences somehow i never had the opportunity to visit the ashram of ramana maharshi at arunachalam when bhagwan heard this remark from shri shastri so he immediately looked at shri raman rao and instructed him saying you start tomorrow itself with shastri to the ashram of ramana maharshi show him around and come back fulfill this wish of the scholar so before mr raman rao could leave for chennai swami called both of them shri pichai shastri was already 70 years old by then so swami told mr raman rao to ensure that shri shastri is very comfortable during the journey ensure that he eats on time ensure that he eats biscuits and fruits swami told raman rao if you want you can eat vada puri masala dosa 
but let him eat biscuits and fruits in the morning and probably idli and coffee ensure that he is not subjected to any physical strain you ensure that all the comforts are provided to him so that he has a memorable journey to the arunachal ashram so taking swami's blessings mr raman rao started the journey with mr shastri they reached chennai by train and they took a car and from chennai they reached tiruvannamalai mr raman rao had got some fruits and biscuits for mr shastri and whenever he got hungry during the journey he would get down and eat idli and vada but he would always offer fruits and biscuits to the elder enlightened devotee as per bhagwan's instructions so during the train journey at sulur pet station when shri raman rao got down and he was having his idli and vada and after he finished he came back to the compartment now he found shri shastri was eating idli and vada and he was flabbergasted he was worried oh my god why is he eating idli and vada? i did not get this for him how did he manage to get idli and vada Swami had told that he should eat only fruits and biscuits and Shri Shastri said don't worry i got it with the help of a co-passenger and he said look raman rao the instructions that swami gave you regarding my food were only because of his consideration and and his love for me i don't observe any of these restrictions even while at venkatagiri or when i'm attending conferences so don't worry i am fine then mr raman rao told mr shastri sir when you are on your own you can act as per your will but swami clearly told me about your food if unfortunately because of any unforeseen circumstance if you develop any health problem then it will be attributed only to my carelessness and nothing else and mr shastri said don't worry okay we will follow swami's orders I will tell Swami you don't worry. So they started off for Tiruvannamalai from Chennai with the driver and during the journey Shri Shastri was in tears thinking about the love of Bhagwan how just a casual comment that he made Bhagwan was now fulfilling it so beautifully when they reached Tiruvannamalai they were given a guest house they had their dinner in the canteen at 9:30 pm in the night shri shastri woke up mr raman rao and said we should make a pradakshina the circumambulation around the arunachala hill the next morning and mr raman rao was taken aback he said sir you cannot subject yourself to so much physical strain we will go around the hill in the car if you want we can do it any number of times but in the car and shri shastri said then the whole punyam the whole merit will go to the car and to the friend who has lent that car to you okay you don't worry tomorrow we'll think about it sleep now so they got up early in the morning and completed the morning rituals and now shri shastri said that he would be in the canteen reading newspaper and after mr raman rao reached the canteen there to his shock he found him eating dosa and pongal for breakfast and 
when they came out of the canteen at 6:30 a.m. now shri shastri tied his upper cloth around the waist ready to do the pradakshina he said come let's get started on the circumambulation of the hill and shri raman rao did not know what to do he was trying to do everything possible within his means to ensure that shri shastri is not put to any inconvenience that his comfort is taken care of but shri shastri was exuding so much of energy and joy and happiness and he wanted to work and do the pradakshina so mr raman rao told the car driver to start and just every half a mile just to be behind them so that in case shri shastri at any point in time needs the car to rest then it should always be available but shri shastri was full of confidence and he had a great sense of humor too so they walked around the arunachala hill and during that whole journey that beautiful morning walk shri shastri was narrating many lovely experiences with bhagwan that he had had at venkatagiri and at puttaparthi and he was very active very agile he was walking briskly by 11:30 am they finished the circumambulation they had lunch at the guest house they took rest for an hour and shri shastri was looking very cheerful and then he started saying okay now we can go back to puttaparthi i have had my fill when they returned to puttaparthi both of them were waiting under the tree with their baggage for darshan of bhagwan swami used to grant darshan from the upstairs in those days after they reached swami came up and it was hardly 2 minutes that they had reached prashantalayam and how now bhagwan was there swami saw them and swami called them to come up so they quickly climbed to the room where bhagwan was seated on his sofa they sat at his lotus feet and swami immediately with great love waved his hand in the air and materialized a cutlet like object and swami kept that object in raman rao's hand and immediately he shouted swami swami i said what happened is it very hot swami said yeah it's going to be hot i just removed it from the pan and swami then took that object into his palm and then blew on it with his breath made it into two pieces and gave to both of them and swami said eat this this is the dhuli darshana prasadam which means the prasadam which the devotees are given as soon as they see the lord even before they have had a bath or change the clothes the first darshan of the lord is called dhuli darshana prasadam swami said this is that prasadam and it was very fragrant and sweet and mr raman rao was wondering in which part of the universe was it prepared it was so delicious and then swami looked at both of them and looking at shastri swami said oh shastri so you did the pradakshina easily and she shastri sir replied swami it was the effect of your sankalpam swami it was because of your will swami immediately added it was the effect of that sacred hill arunachalam swami said it was the effect of that sacred hill arunachalam that is the glory of the arunachala hill that hill is always considered as divine anyone who has been to the 
रमण आश्रम एंड हैज़ हैड द चांस टू डू गिरी प्रदक्षिणा अराउंड दिस सीक्रेड हिल कैन रिलेट टू वॉट भगवान टोल मिस्टर रमन राव वे बैक इन लेट सेवेंटीज यू कुड डू द प्रदक्षिणा इजिली श्री शास्त्री हु वॉज मोर देन सेवेंटी ईयर्स कुड डू द प्रदक्षिणा सो इजिली बिकॉज स्वामी सैड इट वॉज द इफेक्ट ऑफ द सेक्रेड हिल अरुणाचलम इनफैक्ट इट्स वेरी इंटरेस्टिंग दैट वी आर टॉकिंग अबाउट दिस टूडे इट इज डिसम्बर ट्वेल्थ ट्वेंटी was the beautiful culmination of the Kartikeya Deepam festival which started on 1st of December 2019 the Kartikeya Deepam festival in Arunachalam begins with the hoisting of the flag signifying the commencement of the festival which is also known as dwajarohanam in the morning and night lord arunachaleshwarar is taken out on a silver vahana procession on a silver throne and all the panchamurtis the five deities are taken out in the procession lord ganapati lord murugan lord chandikeshwarar lord arunachaleshwarar and goddess parvati and these processions are carried out on different chariots after the deeparadhana the first inauguration of the deepam is done at the kalyan mandapam and every day for the next 10 days you have the procession of these deities in different hues in different colors on different chariots with different decorations with different religious paraphernalia and it is one of the most sacred festivals in tamil nadu and especially the town of arunachala tiruvannamalai is on a different high during this festival on the 10th day the kartikeya deepam festival starts at 4 in the morning and the bharani deepam is lit at the temple in the evening the mahadeepam the great lamp is lit on the top of the hill at 6 pm and that is a very important ceremony during the kartikeya deepam festival at tiruvannamalai arunachaleshwar is said to be visually represented in the form of fire on the top of the hill there is a very mammoth gathering on this day at this temple to witness this glorious and sacred event The night ceremony starts with Lord Periyanayagar going out in procession on the Rishabhavanam which is made of gold. There is another spectacular event at Aruna Chaleshwara temple during that night when people see the Lord on the golden throne the spectacle that unfolds in their hearts is life transforming. This is the glory of Tiruvannamalai and भगवान सो ब्यूटिफुली कन्फर्म्ड टू दीपाल पिच्चा शास्त्री इफ यू आर एबल टू फिल योर सेल्फ विद दैट इंस्पिरेशन एंड एनर्जी टू डू द गिरी प्रदक्षिणा डूइंग सत्संग ऑफ द लॉर्ड इट वाज ओनली बिकॉज ऑफ द ग्लोरी ऑफ द सेक्रेड हिल एंड इफ यू लुक एट दिस एपिसोड हियर वाज मिस्टर रमन राव सेंट बाय स्वामी विथ सो मेनी इंस्ट्रक्शंस अबाउट द food and comfort of shri shastri and mr ramanra was trying to do his best even when he said he wanted to walk he ensured there was a car following him so he did everything in his capacity to ensure that he's walking on the path of the instructions that bhagwan had given while deepala pichha shastri 
was guided by his own connect with swami when the intentions are pure and when the instructions are followed with our mind heart and everything in all sincerity then the result is always good the result is always that is pleasing to bhagwan swami was on one hand seeing how meticulous is mr raman rao in trying to follow his instructions at the same time filling shri dipala picha shastri with energy so that his lifetime's desire of being at the arunachala hill is fulfilled in a manner that will remain within him as one of his life's most cherished memories
So continuing with another beautiful story narrated by Mr. Raman Rao. This happened in the year 1976. That was the year when the Hillview Stadium was ready. For those who are not familiar with the Hillview Stadium, it is this huge space behind the school hostel building where you have lovely statues of lord krishna lord shiva jesus buddha shridhi sai zoroastra and on top you have lord hanuman and it is this huge ground which is the space where narayan seva is organized during dasara in the early years and later on during birthday and aradhana mahotsavam day so lines would be marked on the ground with white flower and in those days sevadal would seat 100 beneficiaries in each line keeping males and females in separate rows and after all the people are seated they would be served sweet pongal and sambar rice and after food distribution is over clothes would be gifted dhotis for the males and saris for the ladies bhagwan himself would initiate the narayan seva with his divine hands around 10000 people were served in 1976 during the dasara celebrations on that occasion as the distribution of food was going on suddenly it was felt that the sambar rice fell short shri kutumbrao who was the secretary of the ashram then was instructed to arrange immediately additional quantity of sambar rice in a tractor and mr kutum rao was on the job swami asked mr raman rao to go and hasten up the process because people were waiting there and some had not had the food when mr raman rao reached the canteen he saw that huge aluminum vessel containing very hot 
sambar which was being lifted onto the tractor suddenly slipped and nearly one fourth of that hot sambar fell on shri kutumbarao shri kutumbarao was trying to help in lifting that vessel because swami was waiting he also was very anxious he wanted to do it at the earliest he wanted to do it himself in that whole process of putting this huge vessel onto the tractor there was a small mishap and huge quantity of that sambar fell on shri kutumbrao it was hot sambar so obviously his skin from the chest up to the thighs was badly burnt and blistered he was immediately sent to the hospital and the sevadals took whatever was left of that vessel and went to the seva ground and the distribution happened in the afternoon 3 pm mr raman rao went to see shri kutumbrao shri kutumbrao's wife requested raman rao to convey to swami that all the areas where his skin was burnt cream has been applied and bandage has been put and because mr kutumbrao was moaning and groaning in pain he was given some sleeping pills and she wanted that this should be conveyed to bhagwan and mr raman rao was wondering what do i go and tell swami does he not know and he was thinking how to convey to swami also because there are so many things happening at that time and also apparently the people who went with the sambar already informed swami and bhagwan told them to just do the sambar rice immediately mix that sambar with that rice which was there and serve the waiting devotees first so mr raman rao did not know if he should tell swami anything anyway the omnipresent swami knows physically also he has been informed at 6 in the evening swami asked for shri kutumbara and with a lot of difficulty kutumbara went to bhagwan forgetting the pain swami looked at him and said kutumbara sohan lal has arrived from delhi along with six friends you go to their rooms and deliver these guest badges swami did not enquire with him anything about what had happened he just gave him a task to do shri kutumbara just implicitly executed the order of bhagwan in spite of all the pain that he was undergoing in fact the doctor had told that the patient should be in the hospital in the night he had told that the patient needs necessary treatment and he should not be in the room till midnight shri kutumbrao was groaning in pain he did not go to the hospital he finished that job and just went back to his room and was just going through that suffering on his own praying to swami never even told swami anything when he went to swami's presence early next morning his wife removed the bandages so that mr kutumbrao could do his morning ablutions and to his wife's utter shock and joy there was no sign of any blister anywhere 
on his body if you do my work if you are so dedicated to fulfill my command that you don't mind going to any length and even when i give an opportunity to come to me you don't ever complain then see to which plane i take you to that is the life of the yester year devotee sabhagwan shri kutumbrao shri ramabrahmam shri kasturi mrs ratanlal there is so much to learn about what is obedience what is service what is dedication from these beautiful souls specially created by bhagwan shri kutumbrao just got up took his bath did his usual puja just like any other day and went about doing the duties assigned by bhagwan as the secretary of the ashram what can we say about those whose life is nothing but a saga of service the purpose of this series beacons of prashantinalayam is to share these stories so that we will know how for us in life bhagwan should always be first sai first and sai first means service first if sai is first service is first don't worry about anything else anything that comes next will be taken care of by the lord there's another very powerful story that mr raman rao narrates in his book nectar of love it was during the time when the devastating cyclone hit the delta of the krishna river the divisima in andhra pradesh it happened on november 19 1977 it was such a terrible cyclone the island of divisima was hit by a 6 meter high 20 feet storm surge and the loss of life ran into thousands hundreds of bodies were floating in the waters and bodies were bloated beyond recognition they were all consigned to mass pyres landslides ripped off the railway lines hundred people who had left their homes to seek shelter in a church in bapatla town were killed when the building collapsed fields of paddy and cash crops were submerged by the tidal waves 13 sailing vessels including some foreign ones were missing in the storm 100 villages were marooned washed away by the cyclonic storms and the ensuing floods 10800 people killed or missing 34 lakh were rendered homeless a day later a destructive tidal wave swept into nagapattinam and the surrounding areas in tamil nadu and caused equally great havoc and it was at this time that the seva dals of sri satyasai organizations of the affected areas they denied themselves the long awaited chance to attend the all india conference of sri satyasai seva organizations which was held in prashantinilam on november 20th 21st and 22nd and served instead in these needy areas bhagwan appreciated the spontaneous response that came from the sadhana toughened youth of the land on 23rd november bhagwan's birthday when more than 30000 devotees from all states of india and many overseas countries were present in prashantinilam 
Swami said, Seva for the survivors of this great tragedy is in fact the foremost duty of all and he asked the members and office bearers of the units of the organization in the affected and adjacent districts to proceed to their home villages and plan out relief and rehabilitation work. Shri Prasad Rao, the state president of Satya Sai organization and Mr. Raman Rao were given responsibilities to carry out large-scale relief operations on behalf of Satya Sai organization. But both of them did not know how to proceed because it was such a mammoth work. And Sri Prasadra went to Swami and said, Swami, what can human effort alone do? We need divine support. And Swami said, Okay, I will do a thing which I have never done before. After bhajan, I will announce a donation of 1 lakh rupees on behalf of the Satisai Trust and exhort the devotees to participate in the relief activities taken up by the Sai organization. This we are talking about 1977. More than 40 years ago, 1 lakh rupees was a substantial amount. So Mr. Prasad Rao said, Swami, that would be great, Swami. So Bhagwan announced in his discourse, you are all assembled here for celebration of my birthday. You know that the aim of this avatar is to serve the stricken humanity. The aim of my initiating you into this path is to bring moral transformation in you. Now is the moment of test. It is the moment of test to check your spirit of sacrifice and your righteous behavior. You all know that more than 10,000 people have lost their lives because of this disastrous tidal wave in Krishna districts. Thousands of acres of fields inundated by sea water has rendered them uncultivable for years to come. Thousands of cattle have died. It is the bounden duty of you all to render all possible help to your brethren who have been the hapless victims of untold misery and have been rendered shelterless. And Swami said that Sri Satyasai Central Trust has already contributed to this relief operation. The president of Satyasai organization Andhra Pradesh and Raman Rao, who is the convener of Sevadal, have been directed to take up the relief activities. They are leaving today itself. And then Bhagwan added, I have never asked anyone for help any time in my life. I only desire that whatever you can, as per your might, contribute to those in distress. Those of you who can help in any form, cash or kind, do it wholeheartedly. So Sri Prasad Rao met the district collector Vijayawada and got details of the villages where relief camps were needed to be set up and Mr. Raman Rao was in touch with Achi Raju and Shivaram Krishna to whom he would call to know about the details. Lot of donations were received. Cash donations were received till 1 p.m. that day and that came up to 8 lakh rupees. It became 11 lakh rupees. People in the Poonachandra auditorium that day, they just removed, women removed their gold removed their jewels and they contributed to this cause and two truckloads of clothes, tins of biscuits, milk powder, sugar, everything that was available in Prashantilam was packed and trucks started off for Vijaywada with the help of Sevadal. A relief centre was opened at Kotta Majeru 12 miles from Masulipatnam and A. Bappi Raju of the organisation who was in charge of the medical relief there has recorded his memories of how the situation was then. He says, I feel 
that what was mentioned in the newspapers is quite inadequate to describe the terrible havoc evident before our eyes. The horror that covers the rice fields dotted all over with heaps of dead animals and humans is frightening. We found that they have not even buried or cremated since the place is still inaccessible and the task is too stupendous. But it is only because of Swami's grace that there was no evidence of cholera or other epidemics which usually haunt such areas. So the relief work started in a disciplined manner. On 10th December, there were relief camps set up for the survivors of the tidal wave. And when they went to these survivors, these people did not want the Sevadils to leave. The camp had to be shifted since 100 had to wade through slush and mire to avail themselves of the relief. 4,500 people were fed daily in these relief camps. They were established at Barankula, in Gundupalem, in Devi, in Ganapavaram. 200 Sevadal members arrived at Barankula and 100 to 50 each in the other villages and organized relief work. Barankula was a focal point where more than 7 villages had suffered extensive damage. 2,000 people had lost their lives. Thousands of cattle killed. No other relief agency had reached the place for days together because it was an isolated landmass. And as hundreds of carcasses were lying all along the tracks and the young men toughened by Bhagwan's program of selfless seva and sadhana took upon themselves the task of disposing of the dead. In fact, there were some prisoners who were released from the Rajmandri jail and they were asked to help in the work and in return their sentence was reduced. They all worked with the seva dals. Arrangements were made to feed more than 1500 persons every day and in these camps. Mr. Raman Rao says the problems that they faced while establishing the relief camps at Barinkula village were terrible. They had to carry the supplies by headloads from jeeps and trucks which stood at a distance of about 200 meters and they had to wade through nearly waist-deep water covered with carcasses of cattle and reach the elevated spot. Many of the trees were uprooted, thousands of human and cattle died. It was a ghastly scene to look at the dead bodies dangling from palm tree which escaped the terrific force of the tidal wave. So after two days of removing and clearing that area of all these dead remains of animals and somehow trying to take your mind off the stench and the foul smell, after four days a path could be made in that slush which facilitated the movement of trucks and a community kitchen was started at Barankula. Supplies of food material were flooding. Now, they were coming from all size centers. Sambar rice and curd rice, biscuits and milk were served to the children, to all these 500 people there. In fact, if you talk about Barankula, of the 1700 people, only 300 survived. In the village, Sorla Gondi, which was just one kilometer from Barankula, the survivors were just 14 out of 1100 that inhabited the village. The survivors were like living corpses because they had lost everything. They, they had forgotten everything. They had just lost their mind. They were in a state of daze. They didn't know how to eat. They didn't know how to wear. They didn't know how to talk. They were completely sort of lifeless. Some had forgotten their names, their houses. They just didn't know that they were still alive. So the cooking started and on the fourth day, the number of people fed increased to 2,000 and a week onwards 
5000 people were fed with whatever vegetables were available locally somehow with the help of sai centers and devotees sambar rice was made children were given biscuits and milk from 10th day onwards several service organizations and merchant associations used to distribute bed sheets clothes and eatables and vessels brought by them to the surrounding villages would come to the camp of the satyasai organization and satyasai organization would feed the volunteers of other organizations too in fact in the barankula camp food for more than a thousand persons were sent daily to the village swarnagundi which was 3 miles away such intensive relief work was being undertaken and provision was made for supply of drinking water because every source of potable water was saline one notable feature of the rehabilitation camp was that a glass of milk was given to every child below the age of 5 at any time of the day because it was found that the calcium deficiency was resulting in the increase of skin diseases in the little children in fact the collector of the district informed that feeding the persons may be stopped when there was some semblance of normalcy in the area and he praised the services done by the satyasai organization in fact all the people who were working with the government and who joined the satyasai organizations in the service were given attendance in their work and there were some very very important points that mr raman rao mentions that happened during this service camp even though when they arrived at the camp and there was no drinking water no power supply no telecommunication service no dry fuel no cooks no cooking vessels no shelter except a dilapidated house with three doorless rooms and the residents were sick mentally and physically and half starved in these situations hundreds of devotees of bhagwan rose to the occasion and they were only chanting Sai Ram, Sai Ram, Sai Ram, and serving these people in need. By evening, Mr. Raman Rao says they got everything that was needed for the camp. A couple of Sai devotee doctors they came with medicine, Petromax lights, tents, and tarpaulin, and cooking utensils, and plantain leaves, vegetables, cooking oil, tins, plastic tumblers, and what not. Everything came from Sai workers, and each person. brought these from their homes from their shops from their towns every contribution was a voluntary contribution in fact the money that the central trust collected was used for something was used to build the houses but all these items were given by the sevadals and as i told you the government issued a notice that the government employees who participated in the service activities for these four camps on behalf of the satyasai organization would be deemed to have been on duty for the number of days thus spent in the relief activities that is how the government was in praise of the seva done by the satyasai organization and the satyasai organization did not accept contributions anything in cash and whenever anything was received even if it was received from side devotees everything was recorded in a book the contributors were advised to inform the details of the contributions either to the samiti president or the district president they did not use any government vessels or government vehicles or government machinery for transport and they did not even talk about swami they did not do bhajans or distribute prasadam saying asking the people to people to say sai ram swami said don't worry about telling them about swami or 
asking them to say sairam don't just do the seva keep me in your heart and do the seva swami said and that is the reason why even though all these seva was done there was no public bhajans there was no even distribution of vibhuti packets or sai photos or swami's literature but the only thing that was going on the lips of every devotee was sairam sairam and that is what gave the energy for swami's seva was important once you do seva sai automatically will introduce himself to them at the right time in the right way and it is this training of being focused absolutely selflessly and genuinely when you do seva that got ingrained not only in the hundreds of seva dals that worked during this disaster in 1977 but in all the office bearers in all the people directly indirectly remotely associated with the satyasai organizations and that was one huge learning for mr raman rao about how to conduct these relief camps and how to glorify the lord you don't have to take his photo you don't have to distribute his photo you don't have to give his viputi you only have to do the work in all sincerity with the lord in the heart and the lord will do the rest so it is these moments and these experiences of working with the lord is what created the master servitor that shri ramon rao sir is and continues to inspire hundreds of sevadals even today i will continue the story many more beautiful tales from his life in the coming episodes thank you so much for joining with me on this lovely journey of soaking ourselves in the stories of such great devotees of the lord if you have any queries or comments as always you can write to listener@radiosai.org you can also send your comments to our whatsapp number 9393258258 thank you so much for being with me through this lovely journey sara din bandhava shri sai deva
ിസംബർ 2019 Dear listeners we hope you like this program Please send us your feedback by either email or WhatsApp Our email ID is listener@sssmediacenter.org and our WhatsApp number is 9393 258258 Thank you and loving Sairam from Prashanthi Nilayam